The goal of this program is to simplify marketing for small businesses. Small businesses don't have the time, money, or patience to mess around. My name is Cale Gwynn, and I'm here to put things in perspective, to provide you with free marketing advice in small doses that are easy to absorb and apply. I'll tell fun stories, interview some amazing experts, provide easy-to-execute how-tos, and answer your questions. All here on Totally Hyped. In Feedspot's top 25 must-follow small business marketing podcasts on the web. So the third reason in my list of 19 reasons why your company needs a marketing advocate or marketing consultant is it's about efficiency. And so it is so every marketing effort will achieve a better result and you're going to save a ton of money. Now, again, I had uh, talked about this in a previous episode on the 19 reasons why, but I had a close friend of mine not long ago say, I'm not sure that companies are going to want to hire an extra level of oversight. You know, like, I'm not sure that they're going to want to spend that money. I mean, they're already spending a ton of money on marketing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, are they going to want to add another layer to it? And I got to be honest with you, man, there's a lot at stake when it comes to marketing. It can be expensive. It's tough to manage. It can make or break your reputation, and it can even impact your staff in good and bad ways. And uh, you know, there's just there's so much to keep balancing, and there's so many variables. And I know everybody wants to believe that they're a marketer, and it's just it's tough. You know, I I know people who, um, you know are doing a great job right now selling a lot of services and they don't have much marketing experience at all. Um, I love them and they do great at what they do. I'm not saying that they don't, but they're, you know, they're in my opinion, you know, a lot of companies are hiring, you know, kind of this, um, you know, kind of newfangled marketer that only does digital or only does one thing, you know, only does social media or only does, website design. And I again, I don't really have a problem with those things. I just think that they're hiring the the one specialist because they believe that one specialist is the key. You know, like if I just do social media, I know I'll win. And I just don't think that that's first of all, it's very difficult to say that. I'm not saying that you won't increase your business or improve your business if you just do that one thing. But if you're looking to really improve your business and kind of be uh, as well off as you can be, the likelihood that one service or one thing is going to make the difference is, is slim to none. You know, and, and again, it'll make a bit of a difference, but it, it, let's just say it makes 10% of the 90% or 100% you could have. You know, given your budget, given your situation. Um, and my job as a consultant that doesn't care whether you buy social media or buy design or buy PR or buy, uh, you know, media, I, I don't care about that. All I care about is what it is you're trying to achieve. And then I'm going to help you determine, um, given your audience, given the appetite for what it is that you sell, uh, here's where we should... Um, hang up some signs and 
uh, get the job done. And that's, you know, like I, the, the marketers can't do that. Like the person, again, it's a close friend of mine. I, I love her to death. But at the end of the day, you know, she's not going to sell you PR services. She's going to tell you that what you need is social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's likelihood that, in fact, in those situations, you do need social media. But, you know, there's this kind of funny saying that we came up with years ago working with a client who just had to do these these crazy projects that just made no sense whatsoever. But uh, their marketing firm at the time um, came up with these ideas and they, and they sold them on them. And kind of our job was to come and untangle the mess at the end of the day. And, you know, we would... <laughs> We'd be saying, well, you, you can do these things. There's no question that you can do them. But what's the sense in doing them if a guy in a gorilla suit outside your shop would have done an even better job? And so that's really, you know, where I think there's a ton of value that supersedes any dollar amount of my cost to have that extra layer of oversight or watchdog as uh, my friend called it. Um, There's just a ton of value there. If if just taking the headaches out of the equation, because there's so many variables and so many balls to keep in the air, if you will, that just taking that off your plates and, and boiling it down to, you know, just the things that you need to deal with is worth a small fortune, I'm sure. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, we don't, you know, we we have a very small fee, um, you know, kind of on a retainer basis just to, you know, so that we can afford to be uh, taking the time in the initial efforts. But what we really want to do is get to the bottom of what's the value of succeeding here. If, you know, you're set out to make $100, $100 million, you know, you, you got to be okay with spending a million to be able to do that, right? I mean, there's a value to it that you have to be comfortable with, right? Like in almost every scenario where it's either come down to how much money do we want to raise for fundraisers? How much money do we want to make for our business? Uh, you know, there's just no way you can do that for free. And, you know, there's always, there's kind of this 10 to 20%, you know, it takes to make whatever your goal is. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, um, there's no reason why, you know, bringing in the oversight and the security of ensuring that you're going to get the results that you want, it's not going to change that figure at all. Uh, in fact, it, it, may, it, 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 it may save you a shit ton of money. And it might not, even just more the money, time, and the headaches, and just having somebody there that's just, you know, there to advocate for you and doesn't care, doesn't care about whether the marketing company keeps its lights on and doesn't care about your pet, uh, you know, kind of platform or channel that you love that you, you know, I can't even tell you how many times in my career, uh, especially prior to becoming a consultant, uh, consultant back in 2009, where I stopped providing the services and only consulted. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the room where, you know, SEO is such a big thing and getting ranked well in Google, Yahoo, and Bing is so important 
and it is vital. Um, but you have to make sure that you're in it for the right reasons and that you're looking at the right keywords and that those keywords are going to bring you the right business. You know, I can drive a million people to a website and no one will buy from you. I can drive a thousand people to a website and have 80% of them buy from you. So at the end of the day, the challenge that I faced a number of times is I want to rank well for these keywords. And they have no frame of reference to determine whether that set of keywords is the right set of keywords or not. But they really want to rank well for them. So, you know, back in the order-taking days, we would actually provide the SEO services that would get them those, um, those keywords and the good rankings for those keywords. But we would argue all the time that, you know, the, the person who's searching for this set of keywords is going to do this on your website, right? And the person who's setting, searching for a different set of keywords is going to do this on your website. And they kind of didn't care. They just literally, when they typed into, the, into Google, they, and, and they typed in that set of keywords, they just wanted to see themselves there. And, and, and that was success to them. Now, I'm not sure how they would define intelligence, but I don't think that that's very smart. I would think that you would want a set of keywords that's going to end in selling more product or service. And sometimes those keywords that you think are going to do that aren't. That's what you would type in. But 90% of everybody else might type in something else. And when you're really in, you know, tight in your industry and you know the jargon, that's a whole other problem in and of itself. Your buyer may not use the jargon at all. So, you know, you want to rank well for some jargony keyword phrase and you can rank well for it and a bunch of your competitors will rank well for it. And, and at the end of the day, it, it, you're, you're only hurting yourself. You're spending a bunch of money on, on placating your ego. The other part of the equation is, um, you know, pay-per-click is this, you know, everybody, it, it's a quick way to get to, number one, if you know the keywords that you're supposed to have to get the right audience, pay-per-click is fantastic. But there is this thing that nobody talks about. Even Google will not talk to you about this when, I mean, they will if you bring it up, but they aren't going to bring it up to you. And that is that the amount of money it costs to get one sale is very calculable prior to buying keywords or buying your pay-per-click services. And I cannot tell you how many companies are in so far over their heads because they don't understand the equation. And that alone is worth every penny that you'll ever pay somebody like me. Because the company that's selling you pay-per-click services wants to buy you as many keywords as they can because they get commissions on all these things. But let me tell you something. In most cases, unless you're selling a multi-thousand dollar product, pay-per-click is very difficult to make money on. Because... You have to have 100 clicks on your ad before you get one sale. So let's just do some quick math here. For a company I was working with several years ago, Automotive Repair, they wanted to buy pay-per-click uh, keywords for, uh, to get oil changes. So anything revolving around an oil change, they wanted to be number one for. And they wanted to buy, they wanted to buy in with pay-per-click. So... 
when you did the math, it was $3.33 average cost per click at the time to get a $19.99 oil change. Now, if you apply the math that I just told you, and it's going to take 100 of those $3.33 clicks to get the $19.99 oil change job, it's kind of a problem. That's $333 to get a $19.99 oil change. Now, some of the people in the company would argue, well, but over the lifetime, it's a $600 job. And usually the average ticket is $150. And, okay, let's just say that every time you got that oil change customer, it turned into the $650 lifetime relationship. And you're like, well, look, I made money, right? Like it cost me, yeah, but I made money. And I got to be there because my competitor is there. I got to be there. And I'm like, I don't give a shit if your competitor wants to spend all its money on that losing proposition. They can't. And you can too. I just, I'm just telling you right now that it's probably not a great idea. Now, here is the kicker to that whole scenario. Even if you were to say, well, I'm still successful because on average, I'm going to make $650 off that $333 sale. Okay. But could I have spent that $333 in a way that got you even more money? Yes, almost always. So you have to really kind of be able to have somebody in the room that's going to be advocating for you so that, you know, the people who are selling those services, making money off those services, again, I I don't want to vilify them. I'm just saying that that's, of course, that's what they're going to do. You know, the, the Ford salesman isn't going to look at you and find out that, man, they would be way better off in a Chevy. But he's not going to be, he's not going to say, you know, sir, I think you should go down to the Chevy store. I think they've got what you want there. He's not going to do it. He's going to try to sell you the Ford. And if he does, he's a good salesperson. That's what he's supposed to do. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a mrf of a world out there when it comes to marketing. And I'm not saying that like because it's doggy dog and everybody's out to get you. I'm saying that because it's hard. It's not easy. There's in, 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 most marketers today, you know, don't even have a frame of reference for, you know, some of the stuff. Some, most of the marketers that are out there today, by the way, only know digital, and they've only come up where digital's been kind of the thing. And that's not right either, and that's not fair to you, the buyer, because digital might not be the right move for you. It just, it might not. Back in the day, this is 2006, 2007, maybe all the way through 2008, so maybe those three years. Um, we had done a couple of projects for one of the country's largest marketing firms. And basically what they, they, they would farm out things that they didn't have the in-house capacity to do. And you would think, well, they're huge marketing companies. Why wouldn't they have the capacity to do it? The bottom line was because to them, marketing or digital marketing came on pretty fast. And they didn't have the expertise in-house yet to, to kind of keep up with some of the demand. So for things like websites, which my company at the time, prior to 2009, my company built websites and applications. Um, and so for these companies, we would, they would call us up and they would say, hey, we've got a customer. Um, and we, for one of the largest marketing firms in the country, uh, they called and they said, well, you already have it started. The artwork's done. You know, we have the pages laid out. We just, we need you to help us kind of wire everything up and, and get all the functionality in place. And so when we looked at it, we're like, well, you know, I know you think that you have this done, but it's not done in a way that's going to be manageable going forward. So why don't we do this, that, and the other thing? 
And now, you know, you just change this, that, and it'll change it all over the website. And so we, we just automated a lot and, and made it more functional for both them and uh, for the client uh, going down the road in, in, in maintenance and management mode. And so uh, I, I'll tell you that I, the phone call I got was great. The guy calls me up, the, my contact over at said largest, uh, third largest marketing firm, and says to me, how did you do that? Our guys have been working on this for weeks, and they, like, that you've done it so much better. And, and he just was like, how did you? And so they actually hired us to start helping them build their digital teams. We taught them SEO, how to actually build websites and, you know, kind of format them so that they would be more SEO compliant and, and improve their business or improve the rankings through SEO, which was wildly different back in that day than it is today. But still, at the end of the day, we taught them all these things. And, you know, I, I didn't even realize how dumb that was at the time because at the time I was trying to have a legitimate, you know, we, we'd been quite successful, um, got killed in the recession, but we were quite successful to that point. And I was trading, training, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world to do what we knew how to do well and they didn't know how to do at all. And now you look back and, you know, those guys were selling TV and print and radio and all these things and all this digital stuff was coming at them so fast they had no idea what was going on. And now everybody forgets about TV, radio. And I shouldn't say that. I mean, obviously there's still commercials on TV and radio and what have you, but uh, it is certainly not most businesses' first go-to. So, you know, when we talk about being efficient, you know, if it turns out that you've been going down this digital road the whole time, but yet the guy in the gorilla suit outside your shop is going to kill it for you, <laughs> you know, you just waste all that time and money trying to figure that out. As we're, we're going to come to the table, and I don't care if it's a guy in the gorilla suit that's going to do the best job for you. I, it, it's, I, I'm happy that that's what will work for you. Uh, and it, it's not whether I sell that service or not because I just don't care. That's not how I make my money. I make my money because the guy in the gorilla suit worked. And when we hit your goal, I get a bonus for that. And only when you hit the goal. And the goal will never be. I'm never going to take money from anybody because we drove more traffic to a website. I will take money from somebody because we drove traffic to a website that bought more from you. At a higher rate, too, because I wouldn't even be happy. I'd be pissed if, yeah, we raised your website sales by 10% because we had to send you know a million more people there. Uh, but I should have been able to do it with a thousand more people. So uh, that, you know, to me, that's just, that's what we're shooting for is like the efficiency and the being able to get the exact right result um, for the right money. You know, I don't want you spending, you know, a hundred grand on some marketing campaigns to find out, hmm, that didn't work. We're going to keep working for you until it does. Thanks for listening to Totally Hyped. We're listed in Feedspot's top 25 must-follow small business marketing podcasts on the web. Looking for more episodes or to follow us on social? Or are you looking to get your marketing shit together? Go to totallyhype.com forward slash connect. Until we meet again, my name is Kale Gwynn.